When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, well, read out that uh, Nick Kyrgios uh, sort of statement, if you like, that he's put out on his Instagram account uh, on the other side of the next break. But uh, Pipeline's on it. It's one of the most uh, keenly anticipated events on the World Surfing Tour every single year. Uh, this wave has taken on mythical proportions over the years and only the very best and only a very to- a certain type of surfer ever uh, Wins. If anybody ever wins at Pipeline, it takes mm. a very special type. So you, to just doing there. a good surf is not going to be good enough well, some the, gra- under these conditions. Some great surfers that give it a are, miss. They well, they are terrified by the thing. Why it gets in they? their head before they even paddle out. Well, I reckon most surfers would be terrified. Well, an ex-guest uh, has conquered Pipeline. Has won there back in two thousand and seven. Was the champion at Pipe. It nearly took his life a couple of years later, mm. and that's not putting too fine a point on it. He is the coach of Steph Gilmore, who unfortunately, uh, as she defends her world title, the eighth that she won last year in unbelievable circumstances, she got knocked out before the conditions turned. Uh, there's been a quell in the competition. They'll get back up in a couple of days. But Bede Derbidge is the man I'm talking about, and he's been good enough to join us on the show. Hey, Bede, I know you've been uh, having a good old time with your with your boys up there in northern New South Wales, mate. So we appreciate you stepping to one side and having a chat to us. Yeah, no worries. Hey, guys, how are you? Good, good. Thanks, Pete. Hey, what happened to Steph this morning? Yeah, no, such a bummer, you know, uh, coming off that high of last year and being the greatest surfer of all time from Australia and with eight, eight titles and, yeah, just taking that to another level. But, yeah, that's the, that's the thing with surfing. You can go from zero to zero pretty quickly and, um, yeah, just not the way she wanted wanted to start, but uh, it's a long year and uh, she'll she'll bounce back at sunset, which is in a couple of weeks' time. I think she missed there last year, didn't she? She still won the title last year. She had COVID or something last year and didn't get to surf at Pipe last year. Is my mind playing tricks with yeah, me? Or is it, yeah, no, no, no. You, yeah, you're, you're right there. Yeah, she couldn't surf because she uh, tested positive back when uh, that was all happening. So, um, yeah, so she's basically in the same um position but yeah knowing her she's she'll be uh, more fired up she's a bit like that you know she kind of needs um a purpose and something to fire up and then she brings out her best mate take us we those who even sort of non-surfing sports fans have heard about pipeline and they know about this this destination and they've heard the stories about this wave you won this event uh, back in 2007. Mm. Either side of you was Andy Irons winning it, the legendary Andy Irons, who I think won there about yeah. four or five times. And Kelly won it the year after you, and he's still going at 50. Um, take us back to 2007 and, and, and the conditions and how you saw yourself through that um, that competition back then. Yeah, no, far out. That feels like so long ago. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, the conditions were actually not the best that year. And similar to this year, it's kind of going to be a smaller... Uh, forecast and that's pipe you know in Hawaii it's, we just had the um, another event over there where it was just massive so you just don't know what you're going to get and um, but the year I won it was kind of small but I was just uh, fired up to yeah win like it's the most 
on tour, it's the most uh, prestigious event for us as surfers. It's like, I guess, winning Wimbledon or whatever in tennis, or um, it's like the highest kind of wow. accolade you can get. So, um, if if we had Grand Slam, so um, yeah, for me to put that feather in my cap, it was just like, yeah, it was. It's incredible, and I'll never forget it. Fantastic. And Andy and I were just talking before uh, you jumped on, and. We're talking about does it take a, a specific surfer, a, spe- a specific type of surfer, in order to ride those waves? Oh yeah, it's it's such a mental game. Like everyone's so good, but when it's big and it's raw, it's yeah, like yeah, more than ten people have died out there. You know, it's um, there's a plaque on the beach with people that have died, and mm. personally, I've nearly died out there, and. Um... Well, I. Um, yeah, you're, you're paddling out. Mm. Just, I know you've got so much going on in your mind. and um, Yeah, but you have to put it aside. It's like, it's like a coliseum of surfing, really. Mm. And and we talk about the courage it takes to be there. We know you blokes and girls that uh, get in that, regardless of what size the waves are. There there are obviously some risks associated with it, but is there a, an extra level of something internally you need in order to be able to perform to your best under those circumstances. Yeah, exactly. You know, you need a purpose and something that will take that, oh, you might lose your life away, but you might, yeah, um, achieve your dream or um, it's kind of, yeah, just the the pinnacle of surfing is where surfing started, obviously, in Hawaii. So you, it's like the proving grounds. That's how we kind of describe it. It's like you kind of have it made unless you do well in Hawaii. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's sort of like, it's sort of like a a personal um, validation kind of thing. But, hey, but well, what's it like? Like mm. to, when, when that wave's at its at its most challenging and it's you know it's pure. Um, to, why is it different? Can you tell us about that wave in particular? Yeah, just the uh, nature of the wave, how it breaks right on the beach, but it's just like so raw and so much energy. The way the reef channels it in and, and the reef's super uneven. So there's like caves and it's shallow. Um, so it's high consequences. Um, if you fall or, um, yeah, it's just, everything just happens really quick there. So Mm. it's, it's, um, very intense environment when you're out there. (laughs) And and what happened to you? Because Andy said that, uh, not making light of it in any way, but said that your near death experience, what, what was, what happened to you? Yeah, so I was in um, 2015, actually, yeah, uh, paddled into the wave, thought it was a really good wave, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, just went pear-shaped from there. I uh, kind of airdropped. The wave just was way too steep and um, didn't connect with the wave. Free fell, but then I got sucked over the falls and then just pole-driven into the bottom, yeah. um, broke my pelvis, open-book pelvic fracture, uh, abs ripped off the bone, massive internal bleeding and mm. yeah and then obviously surgery and um yeah wheelchair bound for a couple of months and yeah my whole life got turned upside down within a couple of seconds really so B, when that happens to you and it i reckon you've only just scratched the surface in terms of what happened to you there but when you have that sort of internal um trauma and you're in that in, you're in the water mm. when that happens yeah, you can't yeah, exactly. how, do you, how do you get out of there yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you've got to deal with you're underwater and you're going through that whole process. Oh. And then you come up and then another um, massive wave lands on your head and then you've got to hold your breath again. 
um, and then do that a couple of times until you, yeah, it's basically just fight or fight. You know, you just you just survival and you're just trusting all your training instincts. And um, but yeah, I had to get rescued by the jet ski, and then um, luckily there was um, trauma uh, specialists on the beach because it's a crazy wave. The um, WSL make sure there's multiple um, uh, doctors with certain expertise on those kind of ways that in Tahiti at Chopu um, because, it, yeah, people can die really easily. Well, from these incredible experiences, and obviously we, we don't wish that upon anyone, but in those moments and you're in hospital and you're in a wheelchair and you're contemplating uh, your mortality, uh, apparently, according to Andy, he was telling me a story that you're actually one of the brains or one of the inspirations behind a, a beer. Oh, and the, Bolter, the Bolter. Bolter beer is actually comes from, is an initiative that you discovered during that moment. Now, is Andy yeah. putting some mayo on it or is that uh, exactly <laughs> uh, how it no, unfolds? No, no, exactly. And yeah, as you know, with like when you're in the thick of your, your sport as well, with um, you just kind of say tunnel vision and you want to achieve your dreams and goals but then when you can't do those you start thinking about other ideas and plans and yeah that's what happened and um yeah i kind of like my beer and like, <laughs> like a lot of surfers so um yeah a few of my mates on tour and nick and joel and josh and yeah we started the bolter and yeah it's just it's funny how like that's such a bad thing can turn into a good thing what's it like but we're talking to beat derby what's it like when you're uh, have an idea like that and you, you get a talk a couple of your mates into coming along for the ride and you set it up and then you get a couple of people like Andy Mullins and his mm. crew get on board and really kind of help you through the process. And then the thing becomes loved and sought after yes. and the big brewery yeah. boys want to come in and get hold of you. What, what's it like to be on a ride like that? Oh, it's pretty surreal to be honest. You know, it's like you start out with the idea and, yeah, you've got that um, purpose for it to, you know, have have some beers and get them for free, and then yeah, it turns into yeah a big business, and you meet other people like Andy, which like lifelong friend now. But yeah, you kind of just have to be open to um, yeah people in their expertise and grow it because yeah, I could <laughs> I'm a surfer and, and now coach, but yeah, you can I could never do uh, it would it would have never reached it potential unless you bring in people that um, know what they're, they're good at, you know? Yeah, 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 mm. sure. You mentioned coaching. We won't hold you up for too much longer. I know the boys are probably chipping you. You want to get back to uh, the, the lads where you are. Right. There's a little bit of bolter being mm. consumed. Yeah. Responsibly. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Responsibly, Responsibly consumed this afternoon oh, oh, oh. by, by beating the boys. <laughs> you coach the Australian Olympic team now, and it was awesome what we saw uh, at the most recent Olympic Games, the celebrations, the camaraderie, the way all the guys and girls in that team together seem to enjoy the experience together it helps when you walk away with a bronze medal. How how unreal was that experience for you? Oh, yeah, that was up there with uh, probably the best thing I've experienced in surfing because we've never had that wow. in our sport. It's always individual. So, um, and you know that, Gazy. Yeah. Like, uh, just the camaraderie and the Olympics, you know, it's just, uh, it's just, I, I thought it would be good, but it just blew anything um, out of the water that I actually thought would be good. Just, um, we felt like we won, like when Owen got third, we felt like we all won, you know, yeah, so yeah. it was the best thing, just the team element and the, the Aussie camaraderie and the pride, like it's, it's changed surfing now and like, um, 
it's just all the kids aspire to that and it's just yeah, very lucky to be mm. involved in, in the Olympic side of things. And I'll tell you the yeah. other thing about it, as watching it too, is awesome. as relatively new into the Olympics. We were loving it. We were loving it. And the camaraderie that that existed not between the competitors as well, yeah. because you're normally in that cutthroat stuff, and I'm sure it was, but I guess when you're playing yeah. for medals and not money, uh, there it was just a yeah. it sort of had the all the ideals that you it associate with did. with the Olympic Games yes. seem to be perfectly on show at that at that event. Yeah, exactly. That that's the best way to summarise it. It's like yeah, forget about any money or sponsors. It's just it's for pride and it's for like community and it's yeah for the love and it just it's just such a good platform for that and and we kind of needed in our sport at that time and it's really Mm. generated a whole new um yeah passion for everyone and is there just before we let you go is the celebration that became that team's kind of calling card a bit is that is that here to stay now is that going to be uniquely uh something that the australian surf team share with one another oh definitely yeah we just had a camp this week and we called it all in you know we're it was it was just so individual because that's all we knew. But now it's like this new way of working, and and it's just yeah, it's just really exciting. Like everyone shares information, and it's they're there for each other. It's just it's um, yeah, it's such a better way to really um, navigate like the whole professional side of surfing. Awesome. Hey mate, uh, thanks for coming on. We can't wait for the waves to get going again uh, over there in Oahu, and we'll those of us who wake up in the morning and. Uh, stay up late at night watching this sort of stuff. We'll be tuning in again. Yeah. Uh, there's still a heap of Australians going. And Kelly, just like one more. There's always one more. Kelly Slade is 50. <laughs> he, he wins it last oh. year and he's going again. Yeah. This Can you believe he's still competing at the level that he is? No, I cannot. Like even when I qualified for the tour, which is way back, I was like, oh, I'd love to surf against Kelly. And now <laughs> he's still there. Like some of the kids could be his grandkids it's true. unbelievable it's true it's like, but he still wins yeah. like it's just unbelievable i cannot believe it yeah. it's phenomenal yeah I mean, he's just one of a kind sportsman in in our world anyway like that yeah, it's, it's inspirational. Oh, no, mate. He transcends surfing. He, he's, uh, I think you don't have to be a surf fan to know Kelly Slater. Mm-hmm. I think he's... And respect and appreciate. That's right, exactly mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Hey, B, thanks, yeah. mate. Good on you. Yes. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon, and thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Good, Good on, on you, B. B Derby. Oh, you know what I am reading about, B? Go on. He's uh, picked up a few shillings uh, out of this whole bit. It wasn't just a bit of slap and tickle. No, they got bought by one of the big... CUB. CUB bought him not long it ago. It $35 million. No, that is not even... Scratching the surface. That's about uh, a 30% or not I, even more. I didn't... It, when I get asked... I occasionally don't mind asking that. By the way, how much did you make out of him? People mm. kind of whack you for doing that because mm. it's a bit grubby, but... That's a part of the public record. You can go and find out how much well, the boys... According to the temper text machine, they took about 17 million bucks to establish it and get mm-hmm. it going. Mm-hmm. And uh, CUB said, oh, I think this is worth 180 million. Thank you very much. Thank you Cha-ching. very, very much. Cha-ching. It goes okay. That goes okay. Oh, because he, and now he, the fickle it's hand a good of beer. fate. It's a good beer, by the way. They make a very good product. Andy, the fickle hand of fate. You're in a life-threatening situation. You're, you're hanging on for every breath because you're going through this traumatic experience. And through that, through that traumatic experience, you come up with an idea, you put it into practice, and 180 million jumps in. So that's true. But think about this. Mm. I didn't want to go into the gory details with him. But mm. as it's been relayed to me with Bede, 
that pelvis issue that he had. Permanently. No, no, no. The trauma that that wave and that stack yep. did to him on that particular occasion, it was, as it was put to me, it was like a chicken, it was like a chicken being torn in oh, half. Oh, no. The internal, all the, all the, uh, all the muscles that uh, create, uh, that, that um, control and... everything below your hips rendered useless. useless. So he's in this pounding surf. Mm. Fighting for his life with all of that, yeah. he can't, no, his legs can't. He can't use his legs. Adrenaline. Yep, trying That's to survive. The only thing. And uh, it took one of the big local boys, one of the big mm. local Hawaiians on the jet ski, basically Grabbed him. dragged him out of the water. Wow. Had he been in there for another, well, it wouldn't have taken too much longer before uh, the ocean might have claimed another one. But uh, great to have him on the show, and they're doing a magnificent job. Mm. The surfing was awesome in Tokyo. It, that's what I'm saying. When we were doing Shinya, we yeah. loved it. Like it was, couldn't get enough of it. And it's those. What's the category of those sports? And even yeah, the skateboarding, the surfing, yeah, yeah, the, yeah they, kind they, of the new. What are they called? Those um, not extreme. Are they extreme sports? Well, or? well what are they called? There's a genre. They yeah, there is a name for it. What is it? Someone will tell us. Yeah, what o- is it called? Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen on the is it forty ex- wings. Not extreme. Well, not I guess it probably sits no, in that category a bit. It is, but there's another a better name, name in there. Yeah. yeah, there is. Um, we'll get to the break uh. in a moment. There's some, there's some terrible news out of North Melbourne, and mm. I, I, it's regarding the president, Son, uh, Dr. Sonia Hood. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll read out her statement on the other side of the break because we'll, we'll clear commitments and we'll come back to this because it's got some real gravity to it. Uh, before we do, Frank's in one turner and wants to have a chat about pipe. Hi, Frank. Hey, going, guys. Good, Good thanks, Frank. Yeah, look, yeah, I was lucky enough to be over there um, at Sunset Beach during the Pipeline Series um, a few years ago when uh, Joel Parkinson swum those three perfect tens. And oh. uh, it was unbelievable. I, I still can see him now. There was a big tube wave. He's gone in this big tube wave. He's come out of it and into another tube wave, the same way, continuing along. Oh, I remember wow. that. And, and, and all we could see was spray. We thought the wave had collapsed on yes. him. And, and out of the spray, he got shot out like a cannon. Yes. He got out of a cannon. He went right out of the, out of the spray. And everybody just, just stood up and applauded and were just dumbfounded how he got away with it. Yeah. Anyhow, I, I spoke to him after, the, after he came off the, out of the water. I said, mate, how do you know when the wave's going to collapse on you? And, and he said, what you do, you let the wave run over the back of your hand. And, and, and as the water starts coming down, you kind of squat down with the water running over your hand. That's how he runs these uh, these tube waves. Unbelievable. Imagine mate. having, the, cap- having wow. the capacity to do that. And I've never been there. Benny Lyon, who's producing at the moment, has been there. It, Have you it, been to Pipeline? No, I haven't. Ben has. I've watched it a oh, thousand I've times. Been there. It's a beach break. You it don't is. Under- most, a lot of surfing events, it, no. they're out there at the back of a room. No. This is right, right there, mate. There. Front and centre. So you've seen them competing. I was there when I went and saw Jack Purchase, who was playing at Hawaii. I went there while the pipe while it was on. Oh my god! And that was not great weather okay, conditions right. when yeah. I was there. Yeah. So it wasn't like you'd normally come to expect. But when you think of those uh, things in sport that you'd like to experience, being inside one of those waves, mate, you wouldn't even jump off a ten meter. The, the little light. Oh out, yeah. Out the Can tunnel, you imagine? Uh, that would be, and just motoring along, thinking, how would your heart beat? got to make it. Otherwise, this thing's just going to swallow me up. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be truly, truly mm. awesome. It's not, tw- as, not as hard as a pin drop from 10 metres at the swimming pool, but that would be nice. Here, here. 23 past four.